I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. Live, coast to coast. Big Thursday show, 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas. We have a football Thursday for you. It's really that simple. If you listened last year, you hear football Thursday, sign me up. If you're a new listener, and we have many, the show is growing. Thank you for spreading the word. Thanks for the support. You're going to find out we give you trends, the trends of the week. And you're going to go, what? No way. Is that true? Yep, always. If we say it, it's true. Even if it's not true, well, tomorrow we'll say, you know, we were wrong about that one, but that's rare. But it is very rare. You're going to hear these numbers. You're going to say, wow. And who's going to give you the numbers? Well, a few from me, but also the pros who know. <laughs> Steve Fezzik, two-time Super Contest champion, only guy ever to do that. Brad Powers, all the college knowledge. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. 
and some winners during football. Now, you can't have pros without Joes. He's in L.A. He's Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And at the start of the NFL season, we have more drama in Oakland. According to several reports, Antonio Brown and Raiders general manager Mike Mayock got into a heated altercation on Wednesday. Brown apparently threatened to punch Mayock in the face and then punted a football and said, quote, find me for that. So no A.B. at practice. His status for game one is up in the air. And so the drama continues even after the cameras go off with hard knocks i would say based on the vegas reaction the status is almost certainly out now i'm not saying it is certainly out but we know what the range of value antonio brown could be reasonably priced at and to me Faz, it's between a point and a point and a half now if it's a point and a half which i would probably lean towards he would be amongst the most valuable non-quarterbacks in the NFL. In fact, no non-quarterback, in fact, I think you agree with me, is worth more than a point and a half, correct? Correct. Now, you've got, if I recall, five non-quarterbacks in that top tier being worth a point and a half. Yes. Rattle those off with pace and vigor. Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and DeAndre Hopkins, the wide receivers, and two running backs, Barkley and Zeke Elliott. Okay, so you don't have Antonio Brown on that list. Yeah. I'm assuming he's in the next tier worth one. Correct. All right. Now, from what I saw, and I was busy today, so I glanced at the screen. And by the way, guys, you can go to pregame.com, click odds, or it's called Game Center, and you can get all the odds for free live, fast as they get for free out there. Check it out. All right, Fez, what movement did you see? News came out. Market says, "Uh uh-oh, we should be fading the Raiders if we can at the current price. How much did they get faded? Denver went from pick to Denver minus two and a half. Okay, now I heard the two. You're saying two and a half. So, Brad, do me a favor. Take a glance and see between – because, again, and, and this is something we were talking about yesterday off air, and we said, you know, I'm not sure everyone gets this. There's a lot of different sports books. So if I ask you, oh, you live in Lincoln, Nebraska, huh? Okay, cool. How much is gas? You're going to say, well, down here. Well, I guess they don't all have accents, do they? Is they might say in a British accent, you know, <laughs> I don't do British accents. It's $3.30. Usually they're going to be quoting the price they just went to and they remember because they're like, man, I remember when it was a dollar. But there could be a place across town that's a different price, different gas stations, different prices, different sports books, different prices, different odds, effectively. So, One thing, and this is a chance for Fez to sound smart, because if I did this, we should just have the camera. You know, we tape these. We should have the camera do a close-up on Fez and then have me say, Fez could tell you this, but I'm going to tell you and tell you this little factoid. He would be so disappointed. He lives for this. So, Fez, I'm going to let you do it. Don't mess up. The line coming off of Pick'em isn't quite what it seems, because if you did the math, and you said, okay, line zero, it's up to two and a half now. It went against the Raiders. Wow, Brown must be worth two and a half points. Explain to us why that's not the case. Because it's really only a two-point line move because the difference between pick and minus a half is almost nil because teams so rarely tie. And thus there is no minus a half, effectively. Correct. So a line will move from pick to one. And in every other situation, it moves half-point increments. 
So if you think about it like ticks, how many times does it tick up and each tick is a half a point? Pick them to one is a tick. So thus, pick the two and a half, you minus the half because that tick from pick to one is only one tick. It's a two-point move. Now, we probably won't talk about it again for a year on this show, but I could not deny Fez the chance to say it. Did, did you get joy from that? I did. Yes? He's like, finally, what I want to talk about. Brad, what did we figure out was the actual move? Books are split. <laughs> two and a half is mainly offshore, and then twos are here in Vegas locally. Okay. So it's interesting then. What we're saying is pick to two and a half is two and a half. We take away the half because it's coming off a pick, so it's two. But really, it's not two and a half. It's kind of 2.25. So the, it went up 1.75. Yes. Right? Now, people might say, RJ, you just said... Or Fezzik just said, and Fezzik's supposed to be very good. I keep hearing about him. You know, he seems good sometimes, not always. In all the five boroughs, I'm known. I'm known all over the world. Why is he saying one point and the market saying 1.75? Well, first off, I think the answer is he's wrong and I'm right. I think Brown is in the first tier of one and a half. But also, and this is getting a little inside baseball, Half points are not all created equal, and some of the cheapest half points, meaning the least valuable, are one, one and a half, two. So the friction moving through those is a little bit less than five, five and a half, six, which aren't key numbers either. Three and seven are, but they're a little bit more key. Would you agree with that? I agree. So, Brad, do you notice that, Brad? I could have left that where it looked like RJ dominates again, right? Instead, I said, you know, I did kind of dominate, but it wasn't quite as bad as it seemed, and I wanted to give Fez just a little bit of, you know, solace. Did you notice that? I did notice that. Was it generous, you think? Yeah, very generous. He's the one, he's the only R.J. Bell. And that's why, you know, I'm about the audience. I'm not about myself, Fez. Do you think any of this line move could be disruptions to the Raiders, distractions? The line move. You think they're watching the ticker saying, uh-oh, we were pick them, and now we're plus two? <laughs> no, Is that the, really the no, question? No, the Raiders team, how they're going to react to all this. Is it gonna to be- the line move no, or to, to the things that cause the line? Oh, okay. I think it might be the biggest story or the biggest factor, and here's why. And maybe that's another reason the line's moving. But I guess in ge- – no, I guess that's right. An absence could be different. Like when Shazier was out for the Steelers, you can make the case – the Steelers rallied around him, you know, the guy that got really hurt, the linebacker. And in this case, there could be a sense of, man, we thought this would end with the preseason and with hard knocks, and he's just going to keep going, isn't he? Right? Mm -hmm. And to me, that's kind of discouraging for the team. So that's another good point, Fez, is whatever value Brown's absence downgrades the Raiders on the field, you're taking a good player off the team, and it, and it's assumed to be the case, right, because there's uncertainty about that. I think the emotional effect is negative for the Raiders, just like Tunzel leaving Miami. I think in week five, Tunzel's absence is just about on the field. In week one, I think it's on the field that he's not there, right? that negative for Miami, and also – the fact the team's saying, wow, they're not leaving us anybody, are they? And we got to play this whole season? They'll get used to that, Miami. But, you know, it's like anything else, right? You grieve for a while, then life goes on. I think Miami, in a way, is grieving a little bit. And I think, in a way, not grieving, but the Raiders are just sick and tired 
of Antonio Brown, and he's yet to play a snap that matters for the Steelers. Or, I'm sorry, he did for the Steelers, <laughs> since the Steelers for the Raiders. So, Jonas, as a sports guy, when you look at this, I mean, it's easy to say, ah, forget these guys, forget the millionaires. Is Brown particularly egregious amongst the players that seem to, you know, not really care about the fans, not really care about the game? You know, they're self-interested. Yeah, he seems like he's nuts. I mean, just to put it plainly, he just he acts so erratic. Some of his behavior, whether it's throwing the furniture off the balcony, whether it's the outbursts, throwing footballs, threatening to punch his GM in the face, who had every right to talk to him about why did you post a fine letter on social media? You know, going on social media to film, uh, you know, the Steelers after they won a playoff game, like all of it. He just it's over the top. If I if I were the Raiders, figure out a way to get your twenty nine million back and walk away. Just get out of this deal. Now think about it. the market is telling us though, and let's assume when you add this all up fast, because the other way on the on the market move being so big is there is some chance he's going to play. And I mean, unless I'm missing something, it hasn't formally been said he's out. So if this is the move at even ninety percent of being out, it means the move's even bigger. There's a couple of factors going in each direction, mm-hmm. but no matter what, reasonably, Brown is one of the most valuable non-quarterbacks. He's got to be in the top five, six, seven, right? Yes. All right. So, and he would have been at the top of your second tier anyway, which are the one-point people. Yes. And then Jonas says, "Let's get rid of one of the best." I mean, is there who else? Who's the second best player on the Raiders? <laughs> Carr. Right. Yeah, maybe. Right. Derek and Carr, where's yeah. Carr on your quarterback list, Fez? He's low twenties. All right. When you say low, you mean like 22, 23, 24. Okay. Yep. So, on one hand, you've got certainly a top three or four player at his position, Antonio Brown. And Jonas is saying, he's so crazy, send him packing. And our next best player relative to his position is somewhere in the 20s. Now, there's only 32 teams. So that means you don't have potentially the 22nd best center or the 20. I guess they could, and we just don't know. You know, and then you got to ask yourself, well, if they're above average, how valuable are they? Because having a quarterback who's 22 might be more valuable than having a center who's nine, right? Because how much yeah. is the difference between the average, et cetera, et cetera? I think it's tough. I think the Raiders were going for drama, and they're getting drama. You know, kind of be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I will say one last thing, and I'm saying this quite frankly understanding I'm not sure if I like what I'm saying. All right? I'm torn. Kind of like Fezzik. He's got two Fezziks. We'll get into that. It's kind of scary. <laughs> I have just one RJ, but RJ doesn't always agree. If he's crazy, shouldn't we feel bad for him? Like, what type of mental illness? Like, if he attempted, and let's not say him, because I don't even want to say it to him. If some player that acted erratically in a similar fashion to Antonio Brown, attempted to kill himself tonight. At that point, the whole conversation would change. Oh, my gosh, you got to get help. It's a continuum, right? It's a spectrum. I don't know how many steps anyone is. I don't think some people even know themselves how many steps they might be away from attempting that most desperate act. But that's always the sign that this is serious. This guy, this gal is so seriously ill. He's saying, I'd rather not live. Do we really know how far anyone's from that? And in a weird way, if we, and here's why I'm torn. If all we do is say, well, Hitler, his dad didn't love him well enough, and thus came the Holocaust, 
obviously you can explain anything away, right? So on one hand, you want to be no nonsense and say you're responsible for your actions. It's clean. It feels, it feels old school. And unless you're young, you like the idea that the way you grew up means something, right? You don't like the idea that all that was foolish. Now, look, I grew up in the 80s. The haircuts, the shoulder pads for the Met, didn't like any of it, right? I can look back and say that's foolish, but I don't want to think everything for my youth, for my young man stage is foolish. So you hold on to it. Old school. I get it. But on the other hand, the more you know, it seems like the more you realize people are products of their brain chemistry and their environment. And no one really controls their brain chemistry. And as a kid, you don't control your environment. And I have no idea what Brown went through to get here in a way. And here is one of the best wide receivers in the league. And here is a guy that Jonas, a very intelligent sports fan, says, if I were the Raiders fan, I'd rather not even be on the team. Those two things... Really different, and I think as a fan, it's easy to just say, F him, I want the Raiders to win. I don't want this BS. I'm paying, I might not be paying for season tickets, but I watch the game, and every viewer gives you guys money. All right, maybe, I hear you. But as the commentators, as one of a dozen people on national radio in the daytime on a big network, there's like a dozen shows. This is one of them. We got to go above and beyond what the obvious stuff is, and I would make the case part of this discussion should be how ill mentally, and mentally ill sounds like you're mentally ill. It sounds almost like something people say as an attack. I don't know the right way to say it, but how ill is he and how much sympathy should we have and how much disdain should we have for Antonio Brown? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's a combination of both, disdain and sympathy. When we come back... Let's cheer things up with some winners. We're going to look at the two biggest games of the weekend. Doesn't matter. College or pro, two biggest, early look. And Fezzik thinks Colin Cowherd is crazy about two teams this weekend. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will have a Thursday look ahead in not only the NFL, but also in college football. Yeah, the two biggest games of the weekend. Thanks for joining us. We try to bring the fun of Vegas straight to you each weekday. You can listen 200 Fox Sports Radio stations nationwide. Also, foxsportsradio.com, the iHeartRadio app. You can listen by podcast. Just search R.J. Bell. And Sirius, right now on the Strip, 104 degrees. The neon is pumping. So let's get it started with our Thursday look ahead here on Straight Out of Vegas. And we go to Sunday Night Football on NBC. It is the Steelers at the Patriots. New England is a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. When's the Steelers been a favorite against the Patriots? I'm getting sick and tired of this as a Steelers <laughs> fan. But I got to tell you, I remember... There was a USA Today had like a baseball this week. I don't think they still have it. It was a print and, you know, it was a nice little like sporting news type little magazine. And it was just that week's baseball. Now, remember, they had an advertisement in there and it had Greg Maddox in his, uh, you know, I guess stretch position. And it said, Monet, Matisse, Maddox. And for the audience who's not art fans, and I'm not particularly, Monet, Matisse, two, uh, I think, French painters, some of the greats, and then there was Maddox. What were they saying? This guy's an artist. This is a guy they're going to be talking about in 100 years, right? Maddox. I think they will. I know they're going to be talking about Belichick. So in a way, as a Steeler fan, I want to root for my guys. 
it doesn't matter if Belichick coaches a long time left. A long time for him is five more years. The guy's almost 70. He's not going to be coaching when he's 80. We're at the end of this. And in a way, you hate him if he's been beating you all this time. But in 100 years, they're going to be talking about Belichick. Fez, Belichick, Tomlin, who, let's be candid, looks a lot better after this Antonio Brown. (laughs) I mean, you got to wonder, none of this happened in Pittsburgh. Let's give Tomlin some credit. What's your high-level take? This is the Thursday look of this game. Yeah, I'm going to lean to the Patriots all about a trend here, RJ. The Patriots at home, if you blindly had bet them the last six years, 40-16-1 against the spread. All right, so what we're saying is Belichick over any reasonable span is one of the top coaches against the spread. Uh, What's fascinating about Belichick is if you look at the stats – which almost every other team, it's just look at the stats. What they tell you is going to tell you how they do in the long run. The Patriots do better in the long run than the stats in a way no other team does. Much better by about three points per game. Wise guys, when they kind of graduate to be wise guys, the first couple of years they tend to bet against the Patriots a lot. Would you agree with that, Fest? Absolutely. Because that's what the numbers say. You know something? Your numbers don't account for everything because Belichick is thinking about things that you don't even have numbers on. He has an edge there. The other team never does. And I'm always afraid. Listen, the guy's like 60% against the spread. And this is a team that's been on a premium. Meaning, when you win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl pretty much every year, you're an expensive team. Public teams are not supposed to cover 60% of the time. Exactly. That's the smartest thing you're going to say today. The smartest thing anyone's going to say today. But Belichick has done it. And RJ, just to Jones. mention uh, uh, Bill Belichick, I know you guys are into his sort of strategy and what he does. I was watching a recap of the 2018 season. There was a point that they showed on NFL Network where at the beginning of the Super Bowl last year, he was complaining because the roof wasn't closed and he wanted to know exactly when it was going to be closed mm. in Atlanta because he, he thought there was a difference between 10 to 15 degrees on the wind in the stadium and that was going to affect how they began play. So they that's interesting. So they knew it was going to be closed before for the yep. game, but he figures, okay, we've done a study and you think he didn't, you're crazy. Okay, if the temperature is here and they close the roof, in, in an hour it goes up five degrees, in two hours it goes up eight degrees, and he wants to know what the temperature is going to be. Yeah, his- Why? Who knows? It might be yeah. the put- how much how heavy the punter should be throwing the ball. It's all considered. And what they were trying to do is time the closing of the roof right at kickoff, and he wanted to make sure he knew exactly when it was going to happen because the kickoff was going to be affected by whether the roof was open or closed. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah, he's amazing. And we were at the Super Bowl, you and I, yeah. and Fezzik. I think, Brad, you had some kind of, uh, was there, there was a girlfriend issue at the time, right? Is that fair to say? <laughs> yeah, we could say that. She's gone now, right? <laughs> yeah. Good, good thinking. Now, what I was saying, now, listen, I don't know anything, but if, you, if it's keeping you from the Super Bowl, right, all expenses paid, and you grew up on a farm, I mean, yeah, probably not a good decision. Women weaken legs. I mean, Mickey said so. I didn't say that. <laughs> but Brady Quinn, who you, if I recall, do a weekend show with, yeah. right? Yeah. 
I thought he had a brilliant point. We were just off to the side talking, and he said, and you can tell the story better, something about Belichick and holding calls and referees. Yeah, he has. You, you com- remember that one? Yeah, he had a conversation with an official before the season, and he wants to know what they consider holding and what they don't consider holding. At where on the jersey can you hold? Where can you let go? What do they see as as, as a as a grab and a yank? And it's it's just it. He he leaves no stone unturned. It's amazing. And the theory is, oh, that seems obvious. You'd want to know what the league thinks, but this is each of the referees. So then they have fouls on it. So they teach it that week. You can do this, but you can't do this. And I was actually just on with Adam Carolla. I do his show every week, his podcast. And he said, oh, every week during football, he said, oh, the Rams almost beat the Patriots because of this holding call. Bump. And I'm like, I told that story. <laughs> Because it's like, that's why it seems like the Pats never get those holding calls and the other team does. It's not Mm. luck. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas. We've got another Thursday look ahead. This time in college football, a top 10 matchup, number 6 LSU, number 9 Texas, Saturday in Austin. And right now on pregame.com, LSU a a 6.5 point favorite. And it's all about the line in this game, the big line move we've seen in this one. LSU earlier this week opened up a three-point favorite at Texas in this one. At that point, I'm like, all right, got to go with LSU. I'm going to be leaning with the Tigers in this one. But because of a a three-and-a-half-point move, RJ, it's moved right through the power rating that I had on this game. And even though I've been saying all summer, Texas is the most overrated team in the country, right now in this big game at home at night, I would lean with Texas plus six-and-a-half. But not a bat. You think it's within a normal range. And I tell you, the whole debate with Texas is going to be they got a lot of young players. Yep. How good are those recruits? Because in a way, if you have a senior that leaves and a sophomore takes over, usually that feels like a downgrade. I think Texas is recruiting better now than they did three, four years ago. So is it a downgrade? That's what we're going to see. I think that's the key to this handicap. Now, in a little bit, we're going to do the trends of the week, the eye poppers. There's a trend in this game. Let's give a little tease of the trends of the week. Give this one. Yeah, this one is going to be Tom Herman. He's the Texas head coach in the underdog role as a head coach, 13-2 and two against the spread. He's won 10 of those games outright. Wow, 13 or 15 times underdog, covers 13. 87%. Wins 10 of them outright. Now you might say, oh, that's just luck. Some coaches do better as underdogs. Some coaches do better as favorites. Why would a coach do well? better as an underdog oftentimes it's motivational think of Lou Holtz if you're old school he would get his team up that's what Herman tends to do you know every single week during the football season here on straight out of Vegas it doesn't matter if you cover the NFL it doesn't matter if you cover college football you got a deal with straight out of Vegas it's the pros versus the world and I can't lie I think Jonas said it exactly the right way We talked about it. There's not many people that have a daytime national show on a major network. And pretty much all of them, or most of them, have a bigger brand than I do. Colin Cowherd, R.J. Bell, right? So I want to take them down. I want to. In a way, you got the only way to climb up the ladder is drag someone else down. I love Colin, so I don't want to drag him down. We'll say we're helping him here. We're we're educating him. So Fez, you got three. In fact. Colin has three disagreements, big ones, with the season win totals. Now, what is that? Well, Vegas says this team is supposed to win X number of games. So Patriots, for example, how many games are they supposed to win? 11. All right. You can say over, you can say under. Colin gave his projected wins for each of the teams, 32 of them, each of them. Three of them, he was way off. 
amazingly, two of them play each other. And thus, what we are going to have here is what you call an undercover best bet. And with an undercover best bet, <laughs> we have a situation... Uncovered. Like I was saying, best bets uncovered or undercover best bets. You got to love the stones. So, Fez, let's talk about the teams first. So, just to be very simple about what we're saying, one of these teams, Colin thinks he, he thinks they're overrated. The other team, he thinks they're underrated. And now they're playing each other. It's like Colin should make this the game of the century. Name the two teams. Yeah, Houston and New Orleans. Colin loves Houston, RJ. He has them as his number six team. And if you just rank Vegas's opinion, now how would you get that? You could just look at the win total and stack them and say, well, where's Houston if you stack win total? Number 14. All right, so Colin says? Houston, way better than expected. Yes. Uh, Colin's number was? Six. And Vegas says? 14. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So the other team? New Orleans Saints. Colin does not have them in his top 10. Colin has them as an average team. Vegas says New Orleans, number five team. All right. So they're playing each other. Yes. So let's talk about that. So in theory, Colin should just love Houston. Yes, because Houston is a seven-point underdog. Think about this, RJ. The number six team for Colin is playing an unranked team, not in his top 10, catching seven points. We'll see, because Colin does his blazing five, so let's tease ahead to tomorrow. And also, we do the podcast in which I grade with the wise guys with Fez's help, those picks. I'm going to be interested. I hope he doesn't have it, just because it will be a a great chance to (laughs) bust some chops. I bet he will, though. As we continue, though, we've got some other disagreements. Uh, Well, actually, let's look at one more Colin, because we said there were three he really – disagreed on. What was the other one? Colin's way down on Jacksonville. Colin only has Jacksonville winning six games. Vegas says Jacksonville's going to win eight. Now, did Colin update that after uh, Andrew Luck retired? I'm not sure. That is updated after Andrew Luck. Because in theory, you got to think that every team in the South benefits because they got to play the coach twice. We've done a downgrade about six points. So... You pick up 12 points, I guess, just by one guy retiring on your opposition. So Colin says, I don't like Jacksonville. I actually like Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, You like Foles, right? I think Foles is better than Bortles. I know that much. (laughs) And I'm not sure what else about it that Jacksonville's changed that much. You know, I mean, mean, there's little changes. This is a team that 18 months or, yeah, 18 months ago was a quarter away from going to the Super Bowl. Right? Against the Patriots. Favored to go Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, they were, you mean within that game, they were favored. Right. Because they were winning the game. And now you got, if you say this team was in the AFC Championship, they were in a, uh, a position to win. And they've upgraded their quarterback in the last 18 months. And they haven't had any major losses otherwise. Does that sound like a 7 6 win team? It does not. I get it. That was a lucky year in a way for the Jags. I just think they got too much talent. All right, last thing real quick here on Pros versus the World. The Associated Press, they do their college football poll. Brad, you do the Vegas poll. 
Uh, you got overrated and underrated, right? I do. Hit us. Yeah, so overrated. Let's go right back to Texas LSU, and this is going to be a stark contrast here. I think compared to the AP poll, Texas is still overrated. They're number nine in the AP poll. I only have Texas number 16 in my power ranks, but when you compare me to Vegas, I'm actually a little bit higher on Texas than Vegas. Mm. See, but that's the thing. You're saying higher than Vegas on Texas. Yep. Except you're only getting that perspective by this line against LSU, right? That's correct. And to me, it feels like this is more love of LSU than anything. Because, I, I mean, if you look at the Texas line in week one, yep. did you feel like Vegas was just underranking them significantly? No, not at all. Yeah. So why would they all of a sudden do it now? It's, it's complicated because I actually had the biggest disparity in my power ratings with LSU last week, but I was higher on LSU, RJ, than the marketplace. Yeah, so this is complicated stuff. So what we need to do when there's something this complicated, but it's important, is really spell out before the show, this is the way we're going to explain it. And I, I hadn't really seen, and I didn't understand that that you were so different from Vegas, because really, guys, think about it. We talk about Vegas as a consensus opinion, and most of the time it is. Right? Most of the time, most pros agree. By definition, the time you can get a winning bet is when you disagree with Vegas. Brad says, hey, I disagree with Vegas on Texas. And that doesn't mean Brad's right or Vegas is right. The question is, who wins money in the long run, right? Brad does, so I trust you a little bit more, but you agree with Vegas 90-some percent of the time, right? Absolutely, yep. So what I would say is, tomorrow... Let's carve out five minutes of the show, 6 to 7 Eastern, in which we really break down LSU, Texas, where the market is, where you are, because it will be a teaching moment, too, about, hey, every pro doesn't always agree with Vegas. In just one minute, we're going to hit you with the biggest eye-popping trends of the week. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, you know, Jonas, I wonder... I'm sure I missed this in the news. Why aren't the Patriots playing on Thursday? Isn't that the it's the, the one winner? The 100th year of the NFL, so they oh, so they're going old school. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's and yeah. it's plus Patriots are there every year. Like, yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> time to change it up. I, you know, I am so anxious. And on Thursday nights, when there's a Thursday night NFL game, and sometimes there's some good college games. The whole last segment, so going from 6:48 to the seven o'clock hour previewing those upcoming games, you know, a couple hours from now. Let's do the trends real quick. So every week, again, this is one of those like, wow, could that really be true? We talked about one of them, which was, and let's start with college here. We talked about the Texas one. Repeat that one quick. Yeah, Tom Herman, Texas head coach, underdog role in his career, 13-2 and two against the spread, 87%. Now, we've got one that Alabama is associated with. Yeah, so this week we have the largest point spread in college football with two Division One teams. Alabama is a 55-and-a-half-point favorite this week over New Mexico State. Now, largest between the two FBS since when? 2013, six years. So that means 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and into 19, yep. this is the biggest mismatch. Yep. So Alabama must be the best team in the country. Well, no, I think a lot of you people think, have Clemson. You think? Yes. No, Vegas says Clemson's the better team right now. Two points better. Now, what do you got? I got Alabama just a slightly better. They're close. Another though. example where you disagree with Vegas. 
It's, an, it's something we probably don't make clear enough, and we should start. And tomorrow we will look at that Texas LSU line a little deeper. Quickly, Fez, we got a couple in the NFL. He's Steve Fezzik. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. First one in the NFL, big trend. Bet against the Super Bowl loser if you blindly did this. All right, so think about it. The loser. The theory is they almost got there, and now they're, like, depressed. Yes, and if you did that, you're 16-3-1 and one the last 20 years. Week one, we're going to bet against the Rams if we follow this trend. Bet on Carolina plus two. 16-3-1 against the spread. That feels like it means something. If you look across the whole season, the Super Bowl loser tends to do poorly also. Or they underperform. Yes. Second NFL. Second trend. We're going to play against the Saints in the first two weeks of the season. You're one and nine against the spread. And get this, RJ, that would land you on Houston. That's Collins' undercover best bet for week one. Okay, that's interesting. So Collins is, is down on Saints. Yes. He's up on Houston. So Collins should like Houston. We're saying the Saints do very poorly the first two weeks of the year. If you just look at the last five years, that'd be 10 games, two weeks a year. They only won one. And remember, Saints have been winning during those years. Yeah. They only covered one. Yes. We got one more? Yeah, we got one more blindly betting divisional dogs week one. All right, so let's think about this. Underdog, you're getting points. Divisional means they're in your division. So what's the theory? They know each other very well. In week one, how do those teams do? The underdogs. 17-4-1 against the spread. And you might think, ah, that's a good number, but it's not a big sample size. If you go back to 2000, the whole century, 20 seasons, if you count this as the 20th, and it's over, what, 57% over that whole time with hundreds of games, right? Yep. So, I mean, you're, oh, I guess not how many games? 103 got? games. 103. So, doesn't mean you play this one blind. But if they're in division and playing each other, be very careful laying the lumber in week one. History says you don't want to do it. When we come back... We told you, Thursday Night Football, the entire last segment, we're going to be previewing it. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. 
So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. The NFL is back. The game, first game of the season coming up later on tonight, 820 Eastern time in Chicago on NBC, sees the Bears a three-point favorite hosting the Green Bay Packers. It's here, baby. It's here celebrating 100 years, yeah? Is that is that what they're saying, 100 years? Yeah, 100 years. So it would have been the same year as the Black Sox scandal. 1919, or oh, I guess it would have been 20. Interesting. They said baseball might be fading. I wonder what the machinations were to start the league. It's like baseball's fading. Let's go. And maybe they were right. All right, Fez, we got some time to go through this game. What is the number one factor to you in this game? Home field advantage, RJ. Chicago's being given three points for home field. These two teams, Vegas says, hey, they're about equal. They're supposed to both win nine games. But home field, I don't feel, is warranted for three. The Packers have always played great when they play in Chicago. How good have the Packers played? They're 19-7 and seven against the spread in their games Green Bay at Chicago. Well, that's interesting. So, Jonas, as a novice here, you know, as a, a sports fan, that's an interesting point Fez made. I'm surprised he made it, which is if you have a home team favored by three, that means they're even teams. Right, because home field's three, right? right? Yeah, and and I just was curious from a Vegas standpoint, how do they how do they come up with this line? They haven't seen any of these quarterbacks in the preseason outside of a couple of run plays by Trubisky. They don't know who any of these teams are. So how do they come up with the number three? Is it just home field and that's all they've got? Well, you make a, an important point, but I think your conclusion might be a smidge off. The important point is this. Early in the year, first game especially, you don't have any data for the team. 
you have data from last year, and there's people that will say, okay, this left tackle now has moved over here. He's so good, whatever degree he's good. Now he's aged a year, so the, the advanced math guys have a tool to say, well, a lineman that goes from 28 to 29 drops 3%. So they'll make those adjustments, but you don't know how it's, the, the parts are going to play together. Is this, left, is this left tackle going to be better on this team because of the scheme or whatever? What we know is as the season progresses, more and more your handicapping should be the data. Now, if you're a data guy, you got to like the NBA and baseball more because you got 162 games, 82 games. You only got 16 regular season games in the NFL. So usually, even at the end of the year, it's a combination between what you think is true and what the data says. By the way, guys, I'm giving a special best bet here. I gave it yesterday. I'm going to repeat it. I like under first half, under 23 and a half points. Why? Trubisky zero passes in the preseason. Rogers zero passes. I think they're going to be rusty and conservative early. Under 23 and a half. I don't like it. I love it. Join us tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time for the first look ahead at week one in the NFL right here on Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.